Alberta and the federal government coming to terms, coming to an agreement for uh, participation in the National Child Care Program. Ultimately, the bottom line is uh, $10 a day child care across the province within five years. But of course, there is a lot more that goes into this situation and this arrangement and the agreement and how we got here and uh, what it means for Alberta families. So let's get some details on that. We're going to chat now with Rebecca Schultz, who is the Minister of Children's Services and the MLA for Calgary Shaw. Uh, Minister, thank you so much for your time this morning. I really appreciate you joining us. Hi, Shay. It's always a pleasure to join you. How are you? I'm, I'm great. Yeah, thanks very much. How are you doing? Doing well. I imagine this is something that uh, has been on your desk for a long, long time. And so a big sigh of relief yesterday that finally you managed to <laughs> get where you wanted to get. You know, I would say, and I, I said this yesterday, countless hours and countless conversations with the federal and provincial governments at all levels, uh, business leaders, child care operators, parents, right across Alberta, uh, and it was a great day yesterday to announce that we landed on a Made in Alberta deal that will support working parents, obviously meet the unique needs of Alberta families, which we talked about the last time I was on your show, drive our economic recovery, and of course make childcare more affordable for families in, in all licensed and regulated spaces right across Alberta. Now, let's get into the details. Uh, like we say, it'll be five years before we see an average of $10 a day childcare across the province, but there's some immediate relief as early as next year, right? So explain how that works. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so one of the things that we heard from Albertans, uh, you know, we had a $25 a day pilot program and we got some good feedback on what Albertans wanted to see and what parts of the pilot they really didn't like. And honestly, uh, one of the things we heard over and over is that they want to see additional dollars targeted to people who need it most. We know that that is exactly how we drive the economic recovery, how these dollars can have the biggest bang for their buck in terms of getting those parents and those families back to work. So there's a couple of pieces to it. Um, these dollars roll out over the next five years, a little bit more every single year. Uh, And so every province is going to have to make unique decisions about how they target things. We didn't want to have have and have not centers, pick and choose, you know, which centers and which parents were going to get to benefit. We wanted all parents in all licensed spaces, whether that be facilities or day homes or preschools even for part-time or stay-at-home parents, um, great option. We wanted all of those parents to be able to benefit. So, First of all, dollars are going to go towards reducing childcare fees by half, and that's going to happen through operating grants. So the money goes to the operators, and they okay. reduce the fee for parents. Then, on top of that, we have um, an increased subsidy model. So for parents making uh, up to $120,000 of household income a year, they will see an average fee of around $10 a day just more or less, um, you know, some parents in greater need might pay a little less, um, but really around $10 a day. Parents making between $120,000 and $180,000 a year, they're going to see fees between around $12 and $20 a day. Uh, and so then all other parents outside of that will still see that reduction of 50%. Okay, gotcha. That makes sense. Now, some questions aren't exactly what kind of facilities or programs, or like you say, there are so many in Alberta, for sure. Uh, just reading the language that's in the federal government's announcement, they say the 42,500 new regulated spaces in Alberta will be among licensed, not-for-profit, public, and family-based child care providers. So where do all the other people fit in that are, are not necessarily new spaces, that are already mm-hmm. there, that are licensed, but aren't public, that are for profit? I mean... There's so many different uh, components here. How does that all get worked into this deal? Yeah, and I mean, that's a good question. And that's what most of our conversations with the federal government have been around is our 
private operators and our mixed market system. Um, we know, based on the data that we've got, the vast majority of these private operators, this is not like big business. These are, in many cases, female entrepreneurs or family-owned businesses mm-hmm. that have started up to offer childcare, support their neighbors, support their communities, uh, and support, support families. And so we really needed to make sure that they were included. Uh, and there was a lot of worry about that when people heard the federal government talking about nonprofits. Uh, and mostly nonprofit growth. Um, we also know that quality and, you know, the cost or the fees were not really correlated with um, whether whether a provider was nonprofit or private. So we needed to make sure that they were all included. Now, when it comes to, um, you know, and I, and I would just say that that's about supporting all parents and the choices that they're making. Now, when it comes to space creation, um, this is where in that 42,000, uh, we have agreed to focus on nonprofit, but also day homes. And so we would have classified that as a private operator. The federal right. government that, is that's the family, that in- the family based childcare provider. You got, that, it. got it. Okay. And, and we want to reduce the barriers, right? For some of those unregulated day homes to enter the license system. Um, so that their families can access subsidies and they themselves as educators can access uh, workforce dollars and wage top-ups. Uh, and so we're going to do some work on that front to bring more of these day homes online. We know, too, sometimes, you know, space crunches in rural communities, especially we've heard day homes, uh, really need to be part of this. So that is exciting. Um, but we've even heard from our nonprofit providers that the innovation and creativity that has come out of the private sector has to be part of this. Uh, and so we said, look, with the federal government, we're going to work on what that kind of private expansion plan is going to look like. We can talk about that over the next 12 months, but we do not want to waste a minute in terms of bringing these dollars back to support Alberta working families right now. Jobs numbers are up. Things are looking good. Our economy is rebounding. And we wanted to make sure that these dollars are here to support parents and kids. I'm getting a lot of people on the text line, and I've heard this question. I'm sure you've heard it far more than I have. Um, my wife or husband stays home to look after our mm-hmm. kids, or I live in a rural community, there is no daycare. What does this program do for me? It just costs me more in taxes. There are people that don't use daycare and find other ways. Yeah. Um, what kind of benefit is there to them? Is there a benefit, or is, I mean, you can't please everybody all the time, I guess. You know, I would say this, and, and I said this yesterday, and the Premier did as well, like, this is not necessarily the policy that, you know, I would have directed. I think that there is definitely a need for for this, for investments in the license system. I know that. I know parents need that. These dollars will, in fact, go to create spaces in, in rural communities, uh, whether that's day homes or preschools or child care um, in, in a facility. You know, we, we are really going to focus. A lot of the child care deserts are, in fact, in, in rural Alberta. And so, you know, I think about High Level or Hinton or Coaldale and Pincher Creek, all of these communities that have really young growing populations and in the last year have really felt the pinch for childcare. And so we're already working with those municipalities to say, hey, how can we make these dollars work for you? I know that some parents who either stay at home um, or you know, are using unlicensed care. We did ask the federal government if there was a way to include them in this plan. That was not part of their plan. You know, I, I, I'm certainly not ever going to speak for the federal government, but, um, you know, there there is tax deductions for parents who use unlicensed care. There is the Canada Child Benefit for, for parents, um, you know, regardless of the choices they make. And, you know, my job really is to work with the federal government to get a fair deal and to bring Albertans hard-earned tax dollars back to Alberta to support 
parents here because guess what? If we left those dollars on the table, our hard-earned tax dollars would be going to support childcare in every other province from BC to Ontario and Quebec and not supporting parents here. And that is not something I was interested in. No, I, I don't think anybody would be. But the fact of the matter is there were several months ago where this there were different plans that were put forward. You keep calling this a made in Alberta deal. And, uh, you know, mm-hmm. um, what is the difference now? to this deal that was signed from the one that was put forward by the NDP a couple of months ago and the one that was initially proposed um, that was rejected by the federal government. Like what, what, what are the wins that you're, you're championing here? The wins for us are really, you know, like I said, it's a lot of the things that the, the NDP pilot left out. Private operators, choice for parents, preschools for, you know, parents who maybe do stay at home or work part-time. Uh, and the delays, really, I mean, the federal election got called. I mean, I, I don't think anybody was asking for it, and we talked about that before, mm-hmm. too. Um, that delayed us for four weeks. Uh, the minute the election was done, we had a plan answering all of the questions that they had asked, and then we had to wait a couple more weeks for a minister to be appointed. And once that minister was appointed, you know, I, I did express the urgency, and I think there was political will on both sides. Uh, and I said, look, you know, we, we need to make sure that we have as much flexibility and choice to meet the unique needs of Albertans. This is an area of provincial jurisdiction, as much as I understand, you know, the federal government's goal for a for a nationwide um, system. We have to have that flexibility as provinces to make these investments in a way that matters for our parents. And again, you know, th- there is only so many dollars in this program. We need to essentially spread that through the system in a way that it is supporting as many parents and the unique choices that they're making as possible. Lots of people saying, you know, I operate a private unlicensed day home. How does this benefit me? Do I have to get licensed? I mean, all those questions are going to have to be sorted out. But, you know, this listener says, what do I tell my wife that's been running a very successful unlicensed day home that may now go out of business because parents lose that choice due to funding? I mean, yep. do they have and to go I, and, and get I licensed? Tell parents like that, I would say then reach out to us. Let us know. We want to know what are the barriers to becoming licensed? Why do you not want to be licensed? Are there things that we could do, mm-hmm. um, you know, to reduce those barriers and incentivize folks like that to come into the system so that those spaces can be part of this program? This is the time. Like, if people out there, providers, have ideas, please reach out um, because, you know, that, that is part of this plan is incentivizing some of those unlicensed stay homes to be part of the system so that those educators can receive some of these dollars uh, in terms of supporting their own wages and so their families can access these additional subsidies. Um, Minister, thank you so much for your time this morning. I appreciate you joining us. Well, thank you so much. Have a great day. That's Rebecca Schultz, who is Minister of Children's Services for the province of Alberta, talking about the program. And listen, there are so many questions, and they're all good questions, and I think the minister's heard them. Um, Lots of people reacting on the text line. And there is a lot of people saying, well, I have two kids, but, um, you know, one one of us stays home to look after the kids. What does this do for me? Um, Lots of people saying, I live in a rural area. There is no daycare. What good is this program to me? Um, Lots of me, me, me which is normal. I think we all sort of take a look at what anytime the government makes an announcement like this, the the reaction is you're paying for it. So what is the benefit to you? But uh, this text from a listener saying, shame on people who say, what's in this for me? I don't use childcare. Then fine. It doesn't affect you. I have kids. I don't use childcare. And I'm grateful for the time I get to spend with them. I'm grateful we could accommodate them. Why am I worried about a program that doesn't affect me? Because that's what we do, right? It's always what's in it for me. That's That's the bottom question. But you're right. And that was the argument that both levels of government were making during their announcement yesterday is this will benefit you, even if you don't have kids, let alone kids in care. Um, The bottom line is um, more parents that are able to 
have affordable childcare. It opens up options for them, um, increases the workforce, all the rest of these things, right? So, I mean, there are arguments to be made. Uh, let's get some details now on someone who's worked hard on this file for a while. We're going to chat with Morna Ballantyne, who's the Executive Director of Child Care Now. Uh, Morna, thank you for your time. I appreciate you joining us today. Thanks so much for having me. Um, uh, it's been a long time coming, in Alberta especially. Um, your thoughts on the deal that was reached between Alberta and the federal government yesterday? I think it's great news. Um, great news for Alberta as a province. Uh, great news for kids in Alberta, for parents, for families, for grandparents, for employers. Um, it's uh, it's wonderful. It's great news for Alberta because Alberta is going to be receiving from the federal government a huge chunk of money, $3.8 billion, um, to help the province uh, build a really robust, flexible, comprehensive system of early learning and child care. So I think it's it's great news. Yeah, it was a long time in coming, yep. but let's keep in mind that, you know, the first agreement signed by the federal government with the provincial government was actually only six months ago. So it's too bad that Alberta wasn't first. I'm sure Alberta, a lot of uh, families in Alberta wish that they had been first. Um, and it's too bad it wasn't sooner, but here we are. It's it's uh, The agreement has been reached, but now the hard work begins to actually build the system that's going to meet the needs of, uh, of families, employers, and everybody else. And I think that's the important point, Morna, because a lot of people are saying, well, what about, you know, this specific instance or that specific instance or how, I mean, this is a first step. This is getting the process started. I think we need to keep in mind that this will, as the minister was telling us, this will develop and there will be certain instances that arise that need to be dealt with on a case-by-case basis. So this is just to get the process started, right? It's not going to be the be-all and end-all on day one. Yeah, I mean, there are going to be some things that happen very quickly, though. Uh, the agreement calls for a reduction in parent fees uh, in uh, in the licensed childcare sector. So that includes licensed family day homes. It includes preschools, licensed preschools, and, and daycare programs. Uh, there'll be fee reductions of an average of fifty percent. That's half. They'll be cut in half uh, by the by twenty twenty two. So that's pretty pretty quick, fast progress. And then, of course, the fees are going to continue to drop so that by 2526, uh, families will be paying an average of $10 a day. The thing that is going to take longer um, and that is going to be more complicated is, uh, well, there's two things. One is um, the agreement calls for a lot of work to be done on what we call addressing the workforce problems. So, and that, by that, I mean the, the early learning and childcare workforce problems. So in Alberta and across the country, uh, we have a big problem recruiting and retaining uh, qualified early childhood educators. We need to retain the ones we have, and we're going to have to recruit a whole bunch more so that there can be a whole bunch more licensed childcare uh, developed over the next five years. That's going to take some time because, after, you know, to get qualified mm-hmm. to be an early childhood educator doesn't happen overnight. And, of course, the other thing that's going to take some time is actually building and expanding the system to make sure that all families have equal access, equitable access to licensed programs. Um, and you make a good point in terms of that distinction about having educated 
uh, and trained people running these facilities, and the minister told us part of this was to incentivize everybody to get licensed. Um, so there is going to be sort of a new threshold for child care, I think, established in a lot of ways because of this. If you want to qualify for this funding, you need to be licensed. Is that something that you feel is important too? Absolutely. Um, you know, we we don't want a child care system that is a, an expensive babysitting service, right? Mm-hmm. That is not what early learning and child care is. Um, it really, and, and the system has to not only deal with the, the physical and the, you know, the well-being, physical well-being of, of young children. It also has to be, the system has to be equipped to help young children develop to their full potential, you know, um, language development, all kinds of, of skills development starts happening at a very early age. And so we need uh, a system that has, you know, people in it who are trained, who can really work with children. And also, not all children, you know, children come in all shapes and sizes. Uh, They have very different and diverse needs. And we need uh, an educated workforce that can work well with the full range of diversity of children uh, in Alberta. Um, when we take a look at that difference between licensed and unlicensed, I mean, what 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 sort of barriers are there, do you think, in terms of the unlicensed care? Not barriers, but just sort of the limitations. What's the difference between li- being licensed and unlicensed, and will it be a bigger burden on these operators? Well, you know, a big difference between unlicensed uh, child care and licensed child care is that, first of all, licensed child care, uh, a provider has to meet uh, it's regulated, mm-hmm. um, you know, by definition, and they have to ensure that certain standards are maintained, um, and and you know, such as ratios. There can't be too many sure. children uh, per educator, and so forth. And also, what's important about licensing is that it's inspected. Um, so there's a constant review uh, and oversight of the system, and you know that is just so essential. I mean, we we know how important regulation and licensing is. Um, you know. For, for, for all kinds of things, um, you know, including our furnaces and so forth. You know, you want to make sure yep. that they're that they're that they're properly constructed, right? Or else, or else bad things can happen. And you know, throughout our lives, we have we. It's important to have uh, things regulated, and it's very important to have the care of children regulated. Um, what about uh, the ages here? Of course, like you say, I mean, early um, childcare is, is a much different animal. But this does deal primarily with kindergarten and below, and there's a lot of people that say, well, I have kids that are in after-school care or before-school care, or the list goes on, or the parents work different shifts, things like that. Um, Is that something that we also need to be focused on and make sure we somehow get that to be part of this program eventually as well? Yes, this particular um, agreement um, between the Alberta government and the federal government um, is, uh, you know, provides an expansion of child care and, uh, uh, you know, focuses solely on, on care for children under six. Yeah. Um, absolutely. Um, there is also a need in Alberta, as there is a need across the country, for more public resources and I would say more, more regulation and uh, certainly more extensive universal provision of before and after school 
care. Um, in 2019, the federal government promised in the election that they were going to be looking at expanding, again, helping the provinces expand the provision of school-age uh, care right up to age 12. And our organization is certainly going to continue to advocate that that be done because parents of children uh, right up to age 12 need support. Uh, you know, school day does not correspond with the with the work day sure. for, for 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 most people, yeah. and um, you know, so that's that's a big area of concern, and and you know, that that we are certainly going to advocate for that, and I know many others are as well. Excellent, uh, Morna. Thank you so much for your time this morning. I really appreciate you joining us. You're very welcome. Again, thanks for having me. Yeah, you bet. That is Morna Ballantyne, who is executive director of Child Care Now.